You know, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Can we therefore conclude that humans are concerned more with having than being? You know, the thing is, we're here now, so just be here now. That's all I gotta say. Welcome to Unhinged, episode 37, recorded January 22nd, 2017. Hey, Doug, how's it going? Hella good, as they say in your neck of the woods. My neck. Uh, yeah, don't they say that in California? Uh, hella. Uh, yeah, they do, they do say hella, yeah. Yeah. Hella. So, uh, yeah, things you're maintaining. We're doing good. We had a good week. Uh, how about yourself? Oh, it was great. The normals could just say great and leave it at that. <laughs> so last week we were talking about um, uh, that quote in a new intro from um, Morgan Freeman when he's talking about are humans more concerned with having than being. Right. And you were you and I were kind of, you know, agreeing to disagree on, you know, sort of tangible problems we have now versus having cameras on Mars. And so I just reached into my bag of tricks and well, I found us a real life rocket scientist that can give us a good perspective on it. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, his name is Mitchell drew. Um, I first met him in 1990. So we have uh, a long history. And he's an engineer in the aerospace industry in Denver, Colorado. And he's has an intense passion for music concerts and music uh, festivals in particular. Um, you can notice that on his Facebook page. It's a shameless plug. Uh, but over the last few years, Mitch has, has really taken a lot of uh, interest in how food affects um, the body and the mind and has a lot of firsthand experience, uh, you know, with how, how that impacts and, and how changes in diet can affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about that in the past, and and I'm really interested in that too. So, so welcome, Mitch, to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Let's thank everybody. <laughs> thank you. So, uh, so, so you heard that show, Mitch? Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, I listened to the last show. So, uh, not to put you, uh, you know, under the gun here, but what's your, what's your uh, sort of, uh, what was your takeout from the show? Takeout? No, that's like when you order food. Takeaway. Take I have a menu in, right in front of me. If you, if you want anything. Yeah, just make sure they don't burn those egg rolls. So. Okay. Uh, uh, so, what was your takeaway on sort of, you know, those couple of topics that we were talking about? Do you have any um, opinions on it? Yeah, so uh, you know, I, I I definitely uh could appreciate the back and forth between you know, wanting to send satellites and cameras and robots out into space versus um, you know, needing to fund social programs here. That's a you know, both of those topics definitely hit a little close to home for me. But um, you know, I think kind of I I tend to lean more in the camp of what Ed was saying and that we can do both of those Damn. things because we have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I got to go with my gut, <laughs> but, um, you know, cause I think there are other things funded in the government that are, you know, perhaps overfunded. And, um, I won't get into that too much cause that can lead to some political discussion, but right. you know, there are definitely, there's definitely room to, uh, 
move some budget around and fund both of those programs. Well, that's what Ed was saying, that there are other places you can take that money from. And I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, okay, so you sold me. Fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I agree that, that, but that's at least we have to find those funds now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, I mean, budgeting is kind of a, a mess and a lot of special interests get, get, kind of more than what maybe their share of the pie should be. And again, you know, that might be a matter of opinion or political discussion, but yeah. There's... <laughs> yeah. All right. We should yeah, definitely get off the politics. <laughs> yeah. But so, so then back to the original question, Mitch, what's your, as an idealist and, and, uh, and a rocketeer, um, what's your take on, on people uh, having versus being, yeah, that's that's a that's kind of a, a conflict that that I'm I've been hyper aware of for for a while. You know, with technology developing how it is, everyone having their smartphones and everything. I think uh, I've definitely seen a lot of ways that that kind of takes people out of the moment, which mm -hmm. uh, I think is definitely an issue with the you know in certain scenarios. Like uh, you know, you mentioned that I'm a I'm an avid concert goer, so I see. I was just going to say, and that's being in, yeah. in the moment. Yeah, that's being in the moment. But then you see all these people pulling out their cell phones to to take videos of the show, and they're they're you know watching the show through their four inch screen, as opposed to actually being there and watching the show. They'd rather just have those memories for later than rather than actually you know be fully in them, or showing others and needing others' approval or can you know right yeah you're showing it yeah posting it on facebook or instagram or whatever just for validation rather yeah, than you know, that, just enjoying it i'll admit i've been guilty of this uh when i've gone to shows sometimes i do pull out the camera and record uh, great a post. song yeah, great post yeah and, and yeah. yeah exactly when i'm i'm thinking oh people are gonna love this when i post this uh and what i noticed was the songs that I actually record, like I went to a Who concert uh, a couple years ago, uh, and as you know, the Who is my all-time favorite band. Yeah. Um, so this was a you know huge thing for me. I mean, I've seen them before, but this was you know on another level. And uh, when they played the song Five Fifteen again, which happens to be one of my favorite songs by the Who, uh, I I pulled out my phone and I'm like, I have to record this. You know, I, I, this is one of those moments, right? And I want to remember it forever. So I recorded the whole song and I, and then I have the video and I, I uploaded it to YouTube. And, um, but the interesting part is I don't remember, I, I don't feel like I was there watching that particular song. Uh, I remember it as the video. So yeah, it's, it takes you out of the moment slightly um, it, became, it added a filter yeah to it and right exactly so, that sociologically then people are kind of remove themselves even more from the the direct contact of others which could cause a lot of bad things to happen yeah Some and good this, things i suppose well, too it, but. in this case it's a double-edged sword of course I, I mean in this case uh the the good is that i have that memory now you know recorded and i can watch it back and and look at how amazing that performance was. The negative is that 
that is my memory of it. What that recording is the memory, yeah. the actual memory of being in the stadium, watching them play with all the people around me cheering and everything uh, is lost on, on that particular song. I put Please. my phone away after that and just watched the show. And that, you know, the rest of it was just like, okay, now I'm here and I can really absorb it in the now. Um, but yeah, the yeah. one song that my favorite song uh, is the one that I have, uh, you know, just the memory of a recording, not the memory of being there. Yeah. And you certainly right. don't want any regrets because, you know, those guys are like 90. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah. you know, this truly is a, you know, probably last in a lifetime experience. Yeah. Well, they, they, uh, had another show, uh, the last year actually, but I didn't end up going to that one. Um, yeah, but know. yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I can, I can totally understand, uh, you know, the taking out of the, it takes you out of the current reality, uh, in a way it's kind of time shifting your reality because, uh, you know, if you're, if you're standing around, uh, in a group of people and you're engrossed in your phone, you might actually be talking to other people on your phone, you know, communicating in another way. So it's kind of like you're, um, or I shouldn't say time shifting. I should say place shifting. Like suddenly right. you're, you're, you're existing somewhere else virtually in a more engaged way than you are in your own reality. Yeah. That's right. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would never argue either that, uh, that, you know, somebody should never use their phone at a concert or anything. You know, it's it can be nice because, you know, mm -hmm. it can actually bring you back into those moments later. Like exactly. help you remember right. what you're feeling. But it's the excessive use that really gets me. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll usually record at least, a, you know, a minute or so of the concert that I go to. But yep. it's a little different from the people who are, you know, taking out and recording every song. And, right. Well, again, there are other there are other conditions. I mean, you might might be uh, somebody that just couldn't make the concert, and you want to record something for them and post it, and you know that's right. That's, yeah, and I've seen that too, and that's yeah, that's pretty cool. That that's the upside yeah. of it is that yeah, you can you can share experiences with people who can't can't be there. Well, and that that actually brings us around to the new thing uh, of live streaming uh, through Facebook or through a bunch of other uh, apps like. Uh, um, Periscope by Twitter. Yeah. But yeah, people are actually going to events and live streaming them from their phone so that people can watch it in real time. Um, that happened a lot, uh, yesterday with the, uh, the marches, um, the protest marches all over the country, uh, the, that women were gathering and, yeah, and protesting. Yeah. Uh, I went on my Facebook feed and there were tons of live videos of people just broadcasting uh, uh in real time which is and it was it was on tv you know nonstop. anyways yeah, of course but but you know that's a that's a powerful thing to share you know it's you know if it, it uh, collects more people into the fight then that's great too i use it you know just very brief i put a, a brief concert that i decided to turn on a concert and that's a very positive thing for me yeah in my personal condition so and I was loving it. And I, so I figured, right, well, that's a post I'll put up. Right. So it's just sort of a message to the people that clearly care out there that um, that have been following us that this is really cool. And I was digging it so much that I wanted to. So just a broadcast of a 40 seconds of it or so, you know, yep. was sort of just a, a, a nice message to share. 
Yeah, and like you said, for people who know you and follow you, uh, seeing that you're posting something like that is a great sign because it makes us happy to know that, hey, you're enjoying life right now. So that's a good thing. Right, right. Yeah, and you would have seen like, you know, the Manson family killing Sharon Tate or something, you know, then, you know, <laughs> things are probably not so good. Yeah, you, you don't want to be sharing that. Yeah, <laughs> but I wouldn't share that, you know, so that's a good right. thing. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, so Mitch, are you are you more aware now? So the next festival, you you may not do that, or just selectively do that. Yeah, that's definitely. I've noticed that for sure over the years. Is I used to be a much more guilty of it. You know, several years ago, back when you know when I was first really going to concerts on on my own on a regular basis, and as smartphones were becoming more and more of a thing, I'd be guilty of it and then I would see other people doing it and slowly started to, you know, be more aware of, of doing it and would, would cut back on it as a result. So instead of Ed's five fifteen example, sort of not actually being there, you sort of like took over the kiss cameraman for a song for you. It was seeing other people doing it and kind of realizing it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's probably a little bit of both, too, where, uh, you know, exactly like Ed said, I've, I have certain memories of concerts or festivals that kind of all got boiled and distilled into those few videos that I have or, you know, that's that's most of, of what I can remember from uh, from those those moments are just, you know, it's exactly the video rather than just you know, the feeling of actually being there. And then right. I have those other, those other memories where I was actually fully in it and enjoying myself rather than just remembering how they played the song or whatever based yeah. on the video. Yep. I mean, it's stronger also because, you know, you're not just a follower, you're a musician yourself. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's something about watching the bass player, watching this guy, watching that guy I'm playing together and, you know, how the jams are going and, just getting into the whole groove of it, which you kind of lose. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When you can hone in on those certain players, but, uh, I also think you give me a little too much credit from calling me a musician. I'm a, I'm a musician in my mind, but <laughs> you know, I never, well, I never fully developed the skills like I wish I had. But it's all relative. You know, the fact that you took to music very early and then you took to an instrument very early, uh, you know, it's, it's, I consider that a musician. You know, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, professional musician and you're gigging, you know, but uh, right. just that frame of reference and that love, that inherent love for, for music and performance. So is it guitar that you play? Yeah. Yeah. I, I started playing guitar and yeah, when I was, I think around 12, 11 or 12, I took mm -hmm. lessons for, for six years or so, but I never, I never put in the, uh, the work and the practice to, uh, to really get good. Like, you know. It's 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 definitely something I regret, but uh, but yeah, I took I, I took a lot of for a long time. You had a lot of interests. Yeah. So, you know, you're a good, well-rounded kid. So, um, you know, having your friend Miles, and then I happened to play as well. Then you had two outside influences. So, hey, let's give it a shot. Yeah, but, definitely. That was a yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a that was definitely a big influence. I think between you and yeah, and my best friend growing up, that really made me wanna wanna learn to play guitar. Any other, any other instruments that you were ever uh, interested in trying or have tried? Well, I I was always involved in in singing in school and stuff. You know, I was always in the chorus and 
things like that from from elementary school all through middle and almost all of high school. So uh, yeah, so I always you know I always I think a part of, a part of me always would have loved to be the lead singer in a band or something like that too. Right, right. You got the swag for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's the things. I never yeah. I don't I don't have the swag and and I don't have the ego. Yeah, yeah, you need a little ego. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't be confident enough on stage for that. I think. Yeah, but we'll have to get you to uh, record a vocal for a song or something for us. Oh, that, that'd be fun. I would be definitely be into that. Cool. Yeah, yeah actually, you should, should queue up that new one that uh, that I was supposed to work on. Give him a, a little listen to that. Yeah, it's kind of a cool rock and beat. Um, but you haven't worked on it yet. <laughs> I know. I set myself <laughs> up earlier there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I really had to unwind yesterday from a long week. For me, I went from, you know, from being sick and homebound for several months to 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 taking this course and, you know, basically a 50, 55 hour a week. So that, you know, it's their polar opposites. And that, so that was, I needed a good a day to just sort of. Well, and I want to take this moment to congratulate you on receiving your training certificate uh, from the Mood Disorders Association of Ontario, and that's for yeah. uh, RAP Level Two Wellness yeah, Recovery. So you you become a you know official uh, facilitator of RAP, which is a program that was started in Vermont in '97, the Copeland Center, um, and uh, you know so it's really a great great program and gives people uh, tools for their wellness and, and recovery and um, you know, it really in, in getting them involved in, in, in the program. And so it's, it's a great, uh, it's really well done. The training was great at the MDAO. And, uh, so yeah, real, it was really worth it. And I'm, I'm glad I got all the way to the end of the week and, and was still paying attention and, and still locked yep. in to, to whatever's going on in my brain right now. That's positive. So it's, you know, okay. cause that, that put it to the test, I suppose, you know, uh, in a big way. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, th this is a huge milestone, even though I knew you had it in you and I knew that, you know, you could do this job even without the training, just being able to get through the training and, and get certified is a huge step. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's finishing something. I mean, right. That's an easy thing, but it's also just health wise, being able to put in long hours, uh, and, and, you know, not, not be too triggered, you know, cause these things can be triggering. These are people who are, are peer support people. So, all, you know, all of us have mental illness in, in some form. Mm -hmm. So, uh, things that you talk about and you're talking about, we're talking about, you know, your wellness toolbox and your triggers and crisis prevention. And uh, so you can be triggered, you know, right. that's why actually with rap, you use two co you use co-facilitators, two facilitators. So if somebody, you know, for instance, does get triggered, one facilitator can take them out of the room and talk to them. And, you know, so there's a lot of, of other reasons for having that. But right. So it's, it's uh, yeah. So it, it was uh, really rewarding to get to, to finish something, uh, you know, and uh, especially in a very, very fresh remission. Yeah, no, definitely. And congratulations on that. And and you've been getting a lot of uh, props from the people there too, as far as your dedication and the quality of your work. So bravo. Yeah. 
Yeah, thanks. Uh, we all get to tell our stories, and uh, you know, I think they're sensitive to the fact that you know, not only you know, it's just like a regular job. A boss can see that somebody's just working really hard, yeah. but the fact that that also knowing that they're working really, really hard with a handicap in a sense. I don't know mm -hmm. another way to put that, but um, I think is even stronger. Uh, and and I hope that I'm doing as good a job as I think I'm doing so far. And so far, the feedback's been great. That's awesome. Yeah. So the the potential's there, Mitch. I will uh, admit this openly that, hey, Mitch is my nephew. Hold <laughs> <laughs> y'all. You can't and, believe uh, you said it. <laughs> I know. I said it. I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm very <laughs> proud of it, you know, and uh, I haven't been able to contribute to my nephews and nieces like I want to, but with Mitchell, we've always had a very tight bond for some reason. Uh, so, so, and he's, he's really been there through the whole, the whole thing and very supportive. So, which is obviously appreciated. And again, this is a, a, a new life, a new direction, a new hope so that, that I can, you know, um, you know, also, you know, give the support that I'm getting. Right. Which is inherently what I should be doing, uh, given the uncle job description. Well, you definitely had a big influence on me for in my childhood, so uh, you know, definitely want to be there, and I I feel the the strong connection too. You know, it probably has something to do with the music thing, at least partially. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, Mitch, um, what what is it about music that fascinates you so much? I think it's really the fact that it you know it sort of runs the gamut of of humid emotion that covers the full spectrum so you know there's music's you know it can be an amazing tool if you've had a hard day and you know or you're dealing with something really emotional that's mm. bringing you down music can help get you through it if you're happy and you know or you're really excited about something you put on the right songs it can en enhance the mood and just bring you up that much more um it can you know it kind of the right song can make you can make you examine things that you're feeling that you might not have even been that consciously aware of until you know that kind of brings it out of you. So I see it as a as a kind of a mood enhancer for for any sort of mood, and it's right. you know it's it's really therapeutic. Yeah, neurologically, it is a mood enhancer. So you're you're you feel it. Yeah, you really do. So do you, did you ever use music in that way? Like, uh, well, like for example, Doug has, um, sometimes if he's in a bad state, he can't listen to music because it's, it triggers, you know, too many, too many emotions. Right. Yeah. I remember that from previous episodes, the, uh, the Chicago test, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, you know, long or first time caller, but long time listener. <laughs> Thanks, man. Has that happened to you before, uh, where some sometimes music is is too overpowering and you just can't listen? Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, I, and, and it's funny because uh, I, sometimes I will use music to sort of you know cathartically deal with difficult emotions. So like, I've I've had certain times where I was just really devastated or upset about one thing or another, and I'll just put on the right songs and just you know cry it out or right or whatever you know whatever it may be 
Um, but I have had those certain things, you know, where sometimes you'll put on a song, like a sad song and it's just way too much and you have to turn it off. Yeah. Um, like I actually, I'm, I'm really into making playlists on Spotify and I kind of make playlists based on different, different moods and settings and Mm. things like that. So I have one playlist that's, you know, just dedicated to just, you know, crying it out basically. Yeah. Um, but there was a time when I, there was a time when I, when I was using it and actually, you know, trying to get my emotions out and then, uh, tears from heaven came on by Eric Clapton and I just shut it off within five seconds Yeah, because I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that one. I, I actually have the same thing with, uh, and I think this is very cliche, but, uh, cats in the cradle by Harry Chapin. I can't get, I can't get through that song. Yeah. You never could. No. Yeah, and, and but the the fact is that you're both very self-aware, and self-awareness is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and music is such an incredible driving force and an emotional, you know, reactionary as far as your neurotransmitter. So the fact that you're very self-aware, I mean, it's incredibly healthy. And you know, uh, they used to say, you know, men don't cry. Bullshit. Yeah. You know, you get, you know, you got to follow your heart. And of course, if you find you're crying every day, then you know you got an issue. But, well, right. Then you know something's wrong. When you say self aware, that's interesting because uh, it sounds like sometimes when, when you're in a certain state, you're not sure whether hearing a certain song or something is going to trigger anything, which is why you called it the Chicago test. You would put on, music briefly just to see if it would affect you and as soon as you heard a few notes you were like yeah no i can't listen to this so is that because you weren't as self-aware potentially and you have to kind of try it out test it out to see if it's affecting you it's it's a it's a very possible i just Mm -hmm. don't know how much of it is is the neurology versus the psychology yeah you know and and um was there something blocking you know, the self-awareness and me actually being in control mm-hmm. rather than sort of being sort of on the outside looking at something, you know. So there was a disconnect there, and I think that has to do with the parts of the brain that are not working properly. So I'm kind of leaning on the, the neuro, neuroscience side um, that I had to sort of actually do that. But it is being aware that, hey, let's do that and test that so right. I could know where I am. So right. I mean, somebody's in there going, "Oh, help me!" And you know, so somebody there is just not completely in control. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for me, music is mostly used in a very positive way. Like, uh, you know, it's very rare that I want to put on a, a playlist that's going to make me cry. Um, it would just be cats in a cradle on a loop. <laughs> um, but usually when I'm really, yeah, I'm sure. But uh, usually when I, I really feel like listening to something, it's usually the opposite when I'm feeling really good, when I want to celebrate something or um, when I want to just jam out, you know, just kind of put my mind in that uh, that mode where the music just flows right through me. Uh, and a lot of times it's instrumentals. I mean, it's not necessarily, I'm not lyrically driven. Uh, I don't know, Mitch, if you are, but 
my wife always makes fun of me because I know very few lyrics to very few songs, but the music I know inside and out. Yeah, I was I was always sort of musically driven as well, as opposed to the lyrics. Right. What about you, Mitch? Yeah, I think I I think I got kind of both sides of it because I think I think uh, you know being a singer in in you know school chorus or things like that for so long kind of made me focus more on the vocals, but. Mm-hmm. I can also, you know, listen to songs that are 20, 30 minutes long and don't have a single word. And those are some of my favorite songs. Right. So it's, yeah, so I, I, it kind of depends on the mood for me. If I'm more interested in, you know, a, a strict song or just a tune that, you know, that kind of jams out forever. Yeah. It's interesting about self-awareness because I think, you know, you're, the more health, the more self-aware you are, the healthier you are in your mind. And I, I just, you know, I love the movie we were talking about, Back to the Future, earlier. Because, I mean, you know, let me just say that Mitch is, you know, about the coolest guy there is. He's as cool as the other side of my pillow, and he's so cool that he's actually has a tattoo of the flux capacitor. <laughs> he does. Nice. Have to show well, you're making me blush. <laughs> I mean, it's very cool, and it's funny, you know. I wonder because uh, I I remember a lot of I love the you know when I love a movie, I know everything about it. I mean, who starred in it, what year, the goofs, the trivia, and it, what came to my mind for some reason was that um, Crispin Glover hmm. um, has claimed to you know, and he's a he's a wackadoodle, and you know if you remember seeing interviews and the Letterman interview in particular. Ed, probably yeah. seen that. I don't know if yeah, Mitch yeah. has seen, ever seen that. No, I don't uh, think I ever saw but, it. But it's it's known that he's he's said that he's only seen the the film once, just like right after it was released. And in contrast, Christopher Lloyd, who just looks like he'd be the coolest guy. I mean, Taxi and yeah. and and you know the Doc, and but he says that you know when he like would occasionally stumble across you know, the movie playing, like when he was channel surfing, he'd often sit and just watch it, <laughs> you know, yeah. two different, completely different personalities. Yeah. Which yeah, one, so you know, true. you find would be more self-aware and it's probably be Christopher Lloyd. Um, but you know, who knows, you know, why wouldn't you be able to watch yourself? Like, I don't think I can watch myself. So yeah, see, I would, I, I would, uh, if I was in a movie, I'd probably play that movie <laughs> over and over again. Just, Oh, there I am. There I am again. <laughs> yeah. But and that, that's, and that I believe is very healthy, you know, <laughs> you know, like people who don't want to, you know, oh, don't take my picture. Don't take, I mean that there's an obvious issue there, mm-hmm. you know, and that's probably a learned behavior, a bad learned behavior, but so it's just interesting. Yeah. What about you, Mitch? You, you, find yourself okay on film or care pictures well you take a lot of pictures so you're probably yeah but i don't i don't think i would i don't think i would like myself on uh on film or anything you know it's it's funny cuz it's a little bit of a it's a it's a little bit uh, embarrassing or, or you know whatever you call it for for me to do the podcast cuz I, I actually don't really like the sound of my own voice <laughs> but but um yeah so i think i think i would have a hard time watching myself in a movie or something but it also depends, you know, if I, I'm sure if, if it was one of those movies that you hear actors talk about sometimes where they just had the most fun filming it or something like that, then that would probably make me want to, want to watch it more. Yeah. Right. 
Well, I just, I do want to say your voice is very grating. <laughs> I find it sexy. <laughs> just bringing me down a peg or two. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, calling me a rocket scientist. You just start me <laughs> off high and just knock me down further and further. He's butt ugly. He's got a really weird ass voice, but he's a rocket scientist. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, like I'm one to call you a nerd, please. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Um, hey, nerd's not, nerd's not an offensive thing anymore. No, it really nerds, isn't. Nerds are very proud of the nomenclature. Yes, no, we, we are. We got our revenge. We won, you know, in the end against Alpha Betas. So uh, <laughs> we're back. Yes. <laughs> Old references. <laughs> With electric violins. <laughs> so um, uh, moving on, uh, I did want to talk a little bit because, you know, we've covered a lot of, of uh, discussion in our podcasts about um, food in the brain mm -hmm. and Mitch has really uh, been into that. I'm curious how you got into that, um, you know, and it affects on food and brain function and neuroplasticity. And so uh, where did it start sort of for you and, and uh, how far has it gotten? What, what are you, what are your interests in that uh, department? Um, so it kind of, it started a while ago, you know, I think early in college, I, I started to have a lot of digestive issues, I think, you know, because of a lot of the junk food that, that one eats in college. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Never and, heard then, uh, <laughs> and, uh, then, uh, was I the only one? Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was just me, but, um, I think we had pizza and wings for four years straight. Just that's it. Yeah. Everyone gains yeah. the freshman 50, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually I broke I broke 15 my freshman year. I got a little over. Yeah. So uh I was fortunate enough where I got I got mono the the summer after freshman year, so I dropped all the all the 15 or 20 that I gained that year in, oh, wow. in the course of a few weeks. Not in a fun way. <laughs> no, not in a fun way, but it was effective. Yeah. Just as you're um, ready to dive in and start partying and get mono. Mm. Right, exactly. He got mono because he was partying. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's possible. The jury's still out. <laughs> so, uh, um, so, but yeah. So then I started that. That kind of made me first go to a nutritionist, and you know, all the digestive issues that I developed, and and made me you know start thinking a lot more about about what I ate. Um, and then it just so happened a couple of years later that my my dad got a book and read about this program called called the clean program. It's basically like a, a detox, um, a cleanse. you know, diet focused cleanse kind of thing, but not, you know, not one of these juice cleanses where you starve yourself. Right. Um, right. it's more of a, more of a long-term solution to that kind of a thing where, uh, you know, you kind of cut out foods that cause inflammation and toxins and mm -hmm. things like that over, over the course of a few weeks and really let your body kind of normalize and start and then start breaking down some of those toxins that, that you've built up from just eating, you know, refined sugar and things mm. like that. All the things and that, that taste good and have great packaging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the, yeah, all the colorful packaging and mm -hmm. yeah, all the ingredients that you can't pronounce. Well, it's just, you know, it's just like the playgrounds at McDonald's. I mean, that's, you know, how you're raised. And it's long been suspected yeah. that, that that the relative abundance of specific 
nutrients that you know we get can affect cognitive processes and and even your emotions absolutely yeah well it's yeah it's funny because when i when i read this book that my that my dad found out about you know he talks about not not just about the the physical benefits of of detoxing and, and going through this kind of thing but also the mental the benefits and i i saw it from the first time i i tried it so you know they they describe in the book certain symptoms that that could be associated with the you know with the kind of foods that you eat and it's you know things like having headaches you know more than rarely or occasionally just being mm-hmm. cloudy and unfocused um you know, not sleeping well you know being mm-hmm. restless you know even insomnia and all sorts of mental processes are totally affected by by the things that you eat and I found that out you know, the first time I tried this cleanse. I my I thought much more clearly throughout the day. Was able to focus more in in classes and stuff because the first time I tried it was in grad school, hmm. um, and I I really saw a difference just in those two or three weeks that I did it. I was yeah I was so, more focused, so more more even energy throughout the day. What specifically did you change about your diet? So the main the main things that uh, that I changed were big one was taking out any any refined sugars or any food that had had refined sugars mm-hmm. um other ones were you know heavy heavy fats and and proteins and things like that which you know is not so fun but but it, it really it really helps cutting out like pork products and and red meat you know, mostly mostly uh beef because uh mm-hmm. this cleanse actually still allows you to eat things like bison and lamb and Oh, I love bison. things like that. Those are lean think, meat. Yeah, those are leaner meats, and they don't they don't tend to be as you know factory farmed and, and pumped full of hormones and things like that. So I think I think that helps a little bit too. Um, yeah, yeah, we diet, can, we could get into the beef industry, but that's a whole other a yeah. whole other topic. Yeah. That's another conversation. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah, exactly. I just, I, I, I just know that I, I, and maybe this is a mental thing for me, but there's no way I could cut out red meat in my diet. <laughs> I just, I can't see yeah. that happening. I am too much of a carnivore and love it too much. Um, I mean, I, I'm currently eating a lot more fish and chicken, uh, but I still have some red meat at least once a week. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's yeah, once a week is totally. Yeah. You know, it's when it's it's when it becomes excessive that I think it, it really starts to uh, take a toll on you. Yeah. Well, you know, we're looking at food differently now, though, too. You know, especially from a neurological perspective. You know, because, you know, although foods sort of, you know, classically uh, perceived at least by us to be, you know, a means to buy, to provide energy and and building material to the body um now we're looking at like the ability to prevent and protect against diseases you know and there's been a lot of research on that on things like, yeah, like omega-3s right omega-3s are, are are you know a diet that's rich in omega-3s is really gaining appreciation for supporting the cognitive process in your brain that's uh fish right mostly uh it's fish oil yeah fish oil and and uh, yeah and you, yeah. you know, even in, in, you know, just your, just going into your pharmacy and getting it in tablet form is is fine. Right. Yeah, 
um, but there are a lot of yeah, uh, and there are other there are other plant sources of it too. Is uh, yeah, you can find omega three and omega six and in a lot of things like flaxseed and hemp seed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of stuff. And fish, you know, again, like you, like Ed, you do everything. You like salmon. I mean, that's just oh, yeah. rich, rich, rich in omega threes and omega sixes. That's just brain food. There's also the negative side of uh, well, or negative foods like like you were saying. Aspartame, I think you were saying, is a, a serotonin blocker. Yeah, and it inhibits serotonin. Yeah, and I, I haven't uh, drank in it. Uh, <laughs> conjugate, drunk, <laughs> drink, drink. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I haven't had you know since I got sick, which was around the twentieth of December. So I just all of a sudden sort of naturally. I've been drinking juice, a lot of juice. Yeah. And uh, I was drinking a two liter bottle of Diet Coke every day for about 30 years or more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, cutting that out is just, just, I mean, if we know that that's scientifically been proven, well, take that out, right. take that variable out. So I've done that. There's a lot more to get things that I've got to do. I've got to get on, you know, an exercise program yeah. for the endorphin side of it. But, um, and saturated fats, you know, mm. I mean, that's, you know, becoming notorious for, I don't want to get too technical, but it reduces your molecular substrates, which those, that's what supports your cognitive processing. And, and, you know, it can re- increase the risk of, of having dysfunction in your brain. Yeah. Uh, and they've proven that in both humans and animals. So, you know, food on the brain is huge. And, and of course, Mitch mentioned, um, inflammation right. which is the focus of tons and tons of study it goes from your gut to your brain so a lot of the you know the the your your gut can literally the inflammation goes to your brain mm-hmm. and that's huge that's a that's a big part of the uh the you know the the changes that i made to my diet as a result of the the program was you know all these foods that they that they suggest that you exclude are primarily because they cause such inflammation in the body and they they you know cause your body to focus on that inflammation rather than actually breaking down the the stored toxins and everything in it and replenishing the you know the the weakened parts of your cells and mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. that that inflammation is is huge and it yeah it causes a lot of negative side effects in your body and in your brain now i have to think that some of this is is also hereditary versus uh environmental like for example my dad eats red meat literally every day and has for most of his life he's uh 76 now and he's in perfect health uh and mentally and physically um so he's a white job (laughs) well i have to think that there's (laughs) there's definitely some uh some you know something to do with genetics there oh absolutely uh, like he his his body seems to handle it fine there's definitely a genetic component yeah, yeah. definitely genetic components but some people have more resiliency in their brain and, mm-hmm. and their bodies than others yeah it, just inherently right and non-genetically right and, and some people are affected more by certain foods and not others like that's right. another that's another good thing that i got out of this the program that i did was uh the uh, quote-unquote elimination diet. That's a, a thing that a lot of you know doctors will use, and 
to to find out if certain types of foods are are affecting you because everyone's affected differently by by different types of foods. Right. Um, but one of the things that they promote in in the cleanse is you know by doing this and then slowly after you cut out all these different types of foods, dairy products, uh, you know simple simple starches and processed sugars. You kind of slowly reintroduce those foods one by one to see, mm-hmm. okay, maybe you yeah. know dairy doesn't have that much of a negative effect on me, right? But but wheat products and and simple simple sugars and starches you know, really do. I feel I feel bloated and slow, and my brain feels foggy when I have a bunch of bread and and stuff during the day. But but cheese has no problem, or vice versa. Right. So yeah, I think I think a big component of it is genetic and. I think it's important to sort of be more aware of your diet just to see what what foods do affect you negatively and what what you might be better off cutting out or or at least, you know, reducing. Right. Now, just just briefly just explain sort of what you do on a daily basis in your work in your field because obviously it's it's an advanced field of science and and I guess what I want to eventually get at is what you notice uh, as far as your brain functioning and in change of diet. Um, yeah, so in my, I, I don't do anything super technical in, in my job. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, you might be giving me a little too much credit when you call me a rocket scientist because that makes me <laughs> I sound do. like I'm tinkering with the engine and everything. I, I wish that were me, but yeah, no, I'm, I, I won't be taking those steps onto Mars, I don't think. <laughs> I, I won't be the first one. You never know. Um, who knows? Have faith. But uh, yeah, my job, you know, it's it's kind of a lot of a lot of data management um, and sort of database management. Um, so there's not there's not a whole lot of, of really challenging um, sort of technical work or, or numerical work that I do. But even even with that, I, I definitely notice a difference when I'm when I'm eating right and and getting getting all the nutrients that I know I should be and not not eating anything that's gonna weigh me down or, or make me feel tired or mm. or bloated or anything like that, that I definitely have more focus and I can get a lot more done throughout the day just, uh, you know, because I'm not feeling sluggish. I find that there's, there's a huge connection for me between the way that my body feels and the way that my brain feels um, just uh, in, in a daily basis. So if I'm feeling bloated or sluggish from, you know, eating a, a big meal or eating heavier foods than I, than I normally would, I can definitely see it in my productivity. Yeah. So just make sure not to drink warm milk before going to work then, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> not to drink warm milk and, and you know, not to eat a, a big slice of cake. Right. <laughs> But again, it's coming back to self-awareness. The fact that you're even doing this is, is you know, you're aware of something as, as intricate as diet or something we take for granted, yeah. such as diet. You know, and when I'm when my brain's not functioning properly, uh, I mean, I could give a shit. I mean, I don't think about any of this stuff. It's just give me more food. And yeah, and then cares. that's when you right. go out and get, like, you know, McDonald's or, you know, fast food. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's right. a quick fix. It's like a drug, you know. It lasts, yeah. you know. It's it taste, you know. It's it's all produced to sell and taste great, and then an hour later, you know, you're just you're oh, you dying. Feel like, you feel like crap afterwards. Yeah, just like you know, 
whale with a harpoon, you know, just yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and you don't you don't only feel like crap physically, but then at least for me, if I eat like a big McDonald's meal or something, I'll feel guilty about it afterwards. Uh, so mentally, it, it's just not good. Like afterwards, I'm I feel bloated and and sick, and then you know upset at myself for putting my my body through that. And you normally don't do that to yourself with in, with other things. So it, actually, the neurotransmitter is causing you to feel guilty, and you know it goes deeper. Yeah, you know, and that's why there's again inf- not only inflammation, but there's also a lot of study on neuroplasticity and synaptic plasticity. You know, which is uh, you, you know your response and uh, changes in, in that strengthen or weaken over time. Mm-hmm. in the synapses in your brain uh and it uh directly relates related to to your diet but it, it, it there is a clear um uh, you know your your body mind connect body brain connection mm-hmm. with food going both ways because ironically enough i'm having deep brain stimulation uh to the you know area 25 like we've talked about mm-hmm. And they've done studies on vagal nerve stimulation. So another place to 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 uh, focus on. It's actually critical for monitoring uh, aspects of digestion, the release of enzymes, and food absorption. Mm-hmm. So, uh, ironically, after, you know, reading uh, some more on on food and the brain, uh, ran into that because uh, you know it's uh, uh, hasn't had the same um, successes as the cingulate gyrus focus on dbs hmm. but but they're doing it on the vagal nerve as well i know it sounds like the vagal nerve yeah <laughs> sesame vagal nerve um but so it's 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 interesting so rather than jumping on gluten all it's really knowing what you're putting into your body and that right you know that adding in those those things that's a it's a great way to to really figure out how your body reacts and how your brain reacts and, yeah. and doing a job like you do, I mean, you're still young, so obviously, you know, your 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 role is gonna get more more advanced in your field, um, you know, and and you'll be even more, uh, you know, uh, using your brain and more parts of your brain, and uh, you'll you know you'll probably be always uh, you'll always probably probably always <laughs> you'll always be self aware. Cut that out. Um, <laughs> um, so that's a good thing, and added you as well because yeah. things that you do, you know, you really have to have a lot of focus and technical focus and using those critical thinking parts of your brain. Well, and also the the whole food thing is is just one more tool that you can have in your arsenal to battle mental illness. I mean, if you know for a fact that certain types of food affect the brain in a certain way, and the majority of people use that to your advantage and 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 do it. Uh, it, it's, it may not be the solution for, for all mental ailments or whatever, but it's, it's a tool. It's a, it's a step in that direction. Well, and you know, and, and exercise and endorphins, you know, the the moving part, you know, it's, we say it over and over again, we're just lazy ass people in the way our culture has evolved, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's really you know, you have to have both, but the movement part is probably even more important. Uh, you know, but yeah, but I'm still I working noticed, on that. Uh, yeah, well, yesterday <laughs> I bought a bunch of berries, 
you can never go wrong with berries because mm. they're antioxidants and they are and and they reduce inflammation. There's really nothing you know you could say bad about a blackberry, a blueberry, a strawberry, a raspberry. Hence berries. Yes, uh, but you know what I'm saying. So I I, I actually you know, sometimes I guess people don't buy them because number one they can be very expensive mm-hmm. depending on where you live, um, and sometimes you just don't know by looking at them if they're going to be good or bad. Either like crap oh, yeah. or they're really good and I got lucky. I bought these blueberries yesterday, and I remember as a kid, we were taught, you know, you put sugar on your blueberries. Right. You know, like my mother would bring me a bowl of blueberries with the sugar on top. Yep. But that's kind of like, you know, defeats the purpose. analogy now. But <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I still struggle with just eating fruit besides bananas. I can eat bananas all day long. Love those. But just like I, I don't sit there with a bowl of blueberries or or cut up strawberries by themselves. I, I just can't do it. Uh, I'll mix it up in a shake. That's cool. Well, as long as you're doing it, however you're doing it, get it in there. Shovel yeah, that's, it in a, there. that's how I tend to get my fruit is, uh, yeah, I'll have smoothies for breakfast every morning and just load it up with, you know, like berries and bananas and mango and things like that. And yeah, but that's that how is. I get my daily fix. Cause I'm the same way. I won't just sit there and snack on, on fruit. That's right. not, that's just not really my tendency, but, but I just, I just have a nice big smoothie for breakfast in the morning and that, yep. that enables me to get all those things. Well, I mean, that's, again, it's upbringing too, you know I mean? I'm sure leave it to beaver. They ate their fruit for, for dessert, you know, now we don't anymore. And right. as long as you're right, but you're, but you're getting it in somehow, you know, it's not a, a part of your sort of your culture, your routine and and if you know that it's just not going to happen, just yeah. get it in somehow because your yeah. brain needs it. Yeah. And the, the shakes are a great idea. I mean, that's when, when I take strawberries and put them in with milk and a banana, it's delicious in a, in a blender. It's just awesome. Uh, but I wouldn't sit there and just eat the strawberries by themselves. Just not me. Yeah. People have, have really sort of scorned the banana for some reason over the years and because it's got a lot of sugar in it. Right, but it's it's natural sugars. What well, starch too? Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, but it's it's incredible brain food. Right, it's incredible, oh. incredible brain food. So, you know, uh, and of course, it's a phallic symbol. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Of course, it gets a bad rap that way. <laughs> that's right. I mean, using a lot of bad sketches. So you know, nobody make fun of the banana. Eat your bananas. <laughs> I had one this morning. In a in a smoothie, believe it or not. As did Excellent. I. How are you doing Excellent. on your diet? Being given a the New Year's resolution. So far, so good. Down about seven, I think. Um, it, it varies. I mean, I don't weigh my. I try not to weigh myself every day, but it's hard not to sometimes. And you know, I, I go up and down. Feeling? Are you feeling better? Are you feeling? Oh, any any energy lift? Oh yeah, no, hugely. I mean, there's there's a big difference uh, since I because bef- before. Uh, the new year, I, I wasn't really paying attention to what I was. I was ordering uh, food every, uh, you know, every weekend we'd order in. Uh, and, you know, if we'd go out, I would just pick whatever looked best on the menu, not thinking of, about calories or quality of food or anything like that. Uh, and now um, I've, I'm eating pretty much all healthy stuff, um, including 
lots of fish, lots of chicken, um, little red meat, uh, you know, once a week, I, I like to add that in. Um, and yeah, I've noticed that, uh, I feel a little more alert, uh, and more than anything, I think I feel more like I want to do things. Like I, I feel more positive, uh, you That's know, happier. Great. Yeah. So just in general, it still hasn't gotten me out walking. <laughs> I still need to do the move moving part of it, but um, it's steps you're taking steps and if yeah. you're in the plan you know if you have sort of a plan then yeah and and i've been wanting to go out walking but it has been pouring rain here for the last couple of weeks um so that's been tough and you've uh, been loving it yeah i'm like oh <laughs> i can't God. go walking today <laughs> let it rain let it rain let it rain <laughs> what about you mitch did you have a new year's resolution we talked about that as well and sort of yeah uh starting the year anew what is it what are your sort of uh perspective to not have another cluster fuck of a year that it was yeah yeah i kind of i wrote down a few goals that i have for the year some 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 2017 missions that i have and and one of them is to is to be more active because i'm not you know i'm i'm, I'm not great at, at getting myself up and out as well it's uh that's always been an, an issue i have yeah so yeah so my goal is to is to you know start working my way up to being active at least three maybe you know maybe four times a week yeah um that's a big one for me yeah i watched a hockey game last night and i had to like towel down afterwards and shower and you know it's just <laughs> yeah you feel like you played a whole game <laughs> totally yeah oh I, i'm not in shape to watch hockey <laughs> <laughs> that's bad yeah well they do say sitting is the new smoking <laughs> What that? No, it's true. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, except it's not being pushed at you by by big couch. <laughs> <laughs> that's very big couch. I like it. Uh, that should be a good name for a band, Big Couch. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Our poor brains having to go through all this shit, but you guys seem to be again, you know, doing the right things and being aware of food in the brain and and. uh and Ed actually, you know, you're feeling the difference. Yeah. And as you get older, you feel it even more, you know, subtle changes even more. Right. Because we're not as resilient and we're slower, you know. Stay young, my friend, Mitch. Stay young. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'll do my best. I'll get out my Peter Pan costume. <laughs> yeah. Uh Oh, this this is taking a turn. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, thanks, Mitch. I appreciate your perspective on all this stuff, and and hopefully we had a chance to talk more about sort of what your uh, next steps are in your career because it's, it's I mean it's a fascinating field, no matter what role you're you're in right now. Yeah, definitely, and that's that's one of the things I love most about it is just you know just being close to all the all the you know the the space science and mm. those kinds of missions and all the all the latest developments in in aerospace technology that's the exciting part for me is not necessarily what my job is day to day but just seeing all the exciting things that are going on at my company so uh, yeah it's fun well yeah well yeah. I'll definitely have to give you more updates about it yeah I definitely want to follow it it's incredibly interesting and I'm you know damn proud of you for taking that on and I wasn't I wasn't there when you 
you know, sort of went into that field and even started thinking about it wherever I was in planet Uranus. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, so I hope to you know follow it in the future. It uh, sounds really cool. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for uh, joining us today on the show. Um, we always love having guests. And, uh, of course, we always have the technical issues before the show starts, but we took care of that. <laughs> yeah, thank you for dealing with that. And uh, But, yeah, really, it's uh, it was great to talking with you and, and really getting your your perspective, another unique perspective on on things we talk about. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great uh, being on. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, you know, I love talking about this stuff, which is you know one of the many reasons I enjoy listening to the show because you guys cover all these topics that I'm always thinking about and talking about with my friends. So it was, it was fun to to chat about them with you guys. Cool. Keep us posted on on your explorations into food in the brain and and uh, and especially the music stuff too. We're always interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely will. Great. Awesome. Thanks again. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Take care. That's our show for today. We want to thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please follow us on Twitter at UnhingedPC and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash unhingedpodcast. Also, be sure to check out our website if you haven't done so already. It's at unhingedpodcast.com. We'll see you all next week.